Hey everybody, thanks for checking out this episode of My First Sketch at MyFirstSketch.com. I'm Josh Hyam. As always, feel free to subscribe to the show on iTunes and get it automatically every week. You can like the podcast on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MyFirstSketch. Also, I'm looking into creating a rotating cast of readers and actors for future episodes and live events. So if you're interested, or if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or criticisms, feel free to email myfirstsketchpodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at Josh High False. Today's guest is a first, someone I've written a show with, Dan McClory, who was formerly a member of the Iron Sketch team Dutch Oven with me. And he's currently a writer on the new Fit House team, which is still known as Codename Athena. But before the interview, let's go to Dan's first sketch. It's a video piece wherein Paul Giamatti plays Philip Seymour Hoffman and Philip Seymour Hoffman plays Paul Giamatti as they compete for a role. Jimmy Hack joins us to play Giamatti as Hoffman. Dan covers Hoffman as Giamatti as well as bit roles from Katherine Keener and Jason Schwartzman. And I am giving the video direction and visual information. So let's go to the sketch. When one respected middle-aged actor discovers that he and his rival are being considered for the part of Marlon Brando in a biopic, he tries to kill him. Paul Giamatti plays Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman plays Paul Giamatti. Scene, the interior of a kitchen in night. Hoffman is doing dishes. The phone rings. Hey, Phil. Paul, how'd you get this number? You're not supposed to be calling me. It doesn't matter. I heard about the Brando role. It's mine. Look outside your window. Cut to the close-up of curtains. Hoffman pulls back the curtain. We cut to the exterior and hilly suburbs. A van is parked outside. Giamatti is standing next to the van with a rocket launcher. Uh, now the house is on fire. Cut to the same exterior. House is on fire. On the left of the frame, Hoffman is standing outside in a bathrobe. On right of the frame, Giamatti is, ho- is holding an Uzi. I'll give you 10 seconds to run. Cut to the perspective of Giamatti. Hoffman starts to run away. Give me the part! Hoffman pauses and looks back. Never! You can never have it over my dead body! Cut to close-up of Paul Giamatti. That's kind of the idea. Cut to the interior of a gun store. Hoffman, covered in dust, inspects weapons. Cut to the exterior of San Francisco streets. Giamatti is now chasing Hoffman down a hill, firing a rifle at him. Cut to the exterior day, a windy California cliff road. Hoffman drives a Tesla. Giamatti is perched in a helicopter, firing through a sniper rifle. The car drives off the road. We have a close-up of Giamatti. Giamatti leers. Cut to exterior day, a redwood forest. The floor of the forest is covered with marijuana plants. Several tents are set up next to the trees. Hoffman walks up to the tents. Cut to interior of a New York hotel, day. Catherine Keener is sitting on a couch. The phone rings. Hello? Phil? Where are you? Cut to interior of a tent. 
black lights and folding tables, a neutral milk hotel poster, and a Soviet flag. Hoffman is wearing a hemp sweater. Cut to hotel. Oh, sweetie. Not again. I'll call his agent. Exterior factory. A wide-angle shot. Near dawn. Cut to the interior. Giamatti chases Hoffman through the factory. They are shooting pistols at each other. They duck behind a pillar for cover. Giamatti has a wound on his left shoulder. You know, we could share the role. Sort of artsy, like uh, Imaginarium of Parnassus? Yeah, they might go for it. Hoffman considers it for a moment. Sure, why not? <laughs> Were you serious? Because I wasn't. Hoffman makes an angry face. Cut to a wide angle of Hoffman and Giamatti running towards each other. Guns pointed at each other. They both fire, but are out of ammo. Cut to the exterior of the factory in daylight. Giamatti and Hoffman walk away from the factory. Giamatti is leaning on Hoffman. Both laugh. Cut to the interior of the office. Hoffman and Giamatti are in the foreground facing a desk. Their backs are visible to the camera. In between, Jason Sortsman sits between a, behind a desk with his legs on the table and his hands behind his head. Yeah, we, we couldn't reach you guys. Sorry. Jared Leto? Cut to close-up of Hoffman and Giamatti. They look at each other. They look back at the camera, glaring. They jump over the desk at the camera. Hey, Dan. Hey, how's it going? Um, so tell me where this idea came from. Sure, yeah. So uh, I think um, I wrote it, you know, a little while ago. Uh, and oh, I, well, it says June of 2011. 2011, yeah. That's, that's about it. Uh, so I moved I moved to Philly, and I was trying to be a writer. Um, and I think one of my favorite movies is Adaptation, which is all about, like, you know, writer's block and... Uh, and I, I guess I like meta things, and so at, at some point I was just kind of walking around, and and I imagined um, just a, a you know well-respected actor trying to kill somebody else to get a part, and then I imagined like two of them. I didn't know whether I was like peas in a potting it at the time, but it's kind of what I was, and so it just kind of like spilled out over a couple of days, like these different like little action movie trope images, but like with that dynamic. So, so you're saying you're trying to be a writer? Yeah. But you weren't like in a like you just wrote this independently of anything. Yeah, yeah. You hadn't started. No. Yeah, and so so um, so like what we read, I think I I rewrote it like a year later, like and like had learned about like cinema uh things and sure. that's why it's like cut to cut to yeah. cut to cut to cut to exterior interior like it was kind of me like oh that's why you could do that okay awesome <laughs> um I think be- before that I like for a while I tried to write a novel. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people in that in this you know world maybe try things like that. So that's not unusual. And um, and uh, uh, for a while, I had this kind of notion of like, oh, you know what? A novel's really hard. I should write like a sitcom. I didn't know this was the word, but a, a spec draft. And I was yeah. like, I'm gonna write, I want to write a Thirty Rock episode. I could do that. So I at least was trying to do that for a while. And I was like, no, that's also very hard. Yes. And so then I was, I you know, I don't know. <laughs> So you're just like, all right, what's shorter? What's shorter than a novel? A sitcom. Yeah. What's shorter than a sitcom? 
sketch, sketch comedy. comedy. Yep, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I I had that same thing. Um, I I went to film school for a couple years before I dropped out, and I was like, yeah, writing a sketch. I, I mean, writing a script. I can do write a script. And then I'm like, 120 pages, that's a lot. And then I eventually got into sketch comedy. I was like, five pages, that's a lot. Like, my my uh, scope of what is too long has completely changed now. Like, I probably can't write anything over 90 pages or, like, do a novel or anything anymore. And I don't want to write anything that's five yeah. pages either. Yeah. Like, they're all the worst. Like, if it has to be three pages, three minutes, my attention span is that and short then, now. It's done, yeah. So... You you mentioned wanting to be a writer. So how did you get into the comedy scene in Philadelphia? So uh, so when I wrote this, I, I had just moved up here. Um, my my girlfriend, who I'm married to now, so my wife, um, uh, Sarah. So she she got into Penn. So we, we kind of moved up from Delaware okay. uh, for that. And then I you know I like co- coffee shops a lot. I would just kind of hang out and go to coffee shops. And like you know the Fit Street team was doing a good job of just like putting the little placards out and so so you found out about fit yeah in a coffee in wow. a coffee shop yeah like literally there was there was a coffee shop right next door to where i worked are you the first and only person <laughs> that, I, yeah, that's ever worked I might for be, i might be and like there's a dude i think he was actually on the flat earth i didn't know i you know i didn't know him but sure. like i recognized it's like okay this guy that works in the coffee shop He's over on my right, and like on this little wall, there's <laughs> a little picture of him in like Hey Asteroid or something, you know. And I was like, okay, yeah, wow. So, so what? What would have been the timeline for this? When? When did you? S- so I saw I saw these placards around, and like it was like, oh, I should do that. And then it wasn't until like, like what year was this? Yeah, so it was like it was like I was aware of Fit, but didn't take anything in like 2011 to, to 2012. Okay, and then spring of 2012 got a tax refund and i was like okay i know what i'm doing with this okay gonna, gonna take a what did you do first i just did sketch you did so I d- you did i just went straight into sketch and like i didn't know anybody i didn't really know See, what i, I didn't i didn't know that i didn't yeah. know you did sketch first i thought you I did know. improv first i know well yeah there's a whole story guys and i've kind of rehearsed <laughs> it like, <laughs> so uh yeah so you're gonna get like the kind of cleanest version uh that i can give so um so i took it and it was cool, but then I kind of I've also fell off the world. You, for a you did while. Sketch 101 with Ryan with Kelly. Ryan Kelly, yeah, because he was the only one doing 101. Yeah. It was point. it was really great, but and I really liked him, and I felt like yeah, you know, and I felt like he was kind of in my corner, which was really cool. Which is Thank why Brian Kelly teaches 101. He's a great great guy, yeah. <laughs> um, and like you know, so he was you know he's kind of yeah, come to Sketch Up and stuff, but like I'm kind of socially awkward, and it's just kind of like like I just couldn't quite like get the tendrils. That's interesting because if you did. If you did Sketch 101 in the spring of 2012, I would have been at SketchUp all the time. Yeah, like, y- yeah. So we missed out. Yeah, we were and didn't meet, meet each other for another three years. Yep. Weird. Exactly. Yep. Okay, so you didn't go to SketchUp. I d- I went like twice. Uh, okay. So I mean, you might have even Maybe. seen one or two of my sketches. Uh, one was well received, and that was like one that I wrote in the class, and I've lost. I don't know where it is. It's gone. It's too bad. Uh, and then the other one was like less. Well received, and it was just you know it, was, it would be just like yeah. standing out afterwards, and yeah, you know, uh, yeah, it's just tough. It was yeah, like, oh. I I, I, I know like I know that feeling very well, oh. where your sketch doesn't go well, and you're just yeah. waiting there, and no one's talking. Like, and now granted, like if you have a great sketch, someone's gonna come up to you and be like, "Hey, that was really great." Yeah. But if you have nothing, no one's gonna, yeah. uh, you're a pariah immediately. Yeah, yeah. It, Especially when you don't know anybody. Like, yes. Yeah, Definitely, and and like I hadn't done any improv or anything, so like I didn't know anybody, and like there was definitely this like world. It was, it was cool to watch, like uh, the, 
Aaron Herzog was in my class and uh, of sketch of sketch. Okay. Uh, and like and like you know like so he kind of was like sucked like once and then like uh, <laughs> you know like it was clear he knew a bunch of other people and it's like these guys are all connected. Yeah. This is awesome. Uh, and I, I was just like like there's a barrier here and that's like you know it was like I knew I could like get through it but then like right around the same time I was also like I'm a programmer uh, for my day job and I was like also kind of grooving on that in like a big way and i happened to read this like you know it was like i would like work on like pitches and premises and it would mm-hmm. just be like beating my head against like a wall like you know for like an hour it's like this sucks this is the worst like i'm terrible and then i'd like go program and be like you know i can do this and i'm smart and i'm like and it was like it's just like having a lot more fun doing that at least you're getting fulfillment out of one of those things yeah it was nice it was uh it was good for a while and then you know eventually i was kind of like i need to do this too but you you do in like you've gone through the improv yeah subsequently yeah so so then what happened was so like i read a chris gethard essay that was like about comedy about like kind of giving up basically Mm -hmm. more or less and it's always like you know like should i keep doing it and like in there he kind of said something about how like like him at a certain time in his life he had like a like a normal day job and if he'd like stayed there like you know he probably mm-hmm. and like it had just been like slightly differently he could have like seen himself just like yeah you know what this is fine like i'm gonna keep doing this um and he's, he said something like, basically if you can see yourself doing anything else and being like happy with it like go and i was like <laughs> yeah you know what i really can't i really can't this is very easy <laughs> to see uh and it, it worked for a while but then eventually like i was kind of I was burned out from like doing way too much just programming yeah. and like not anything kind of creative or fun. And so I happened to, I told you I rehearsed this um, or whatever, <laughs> thought about it a lot. So there's like this, sorry, I know it's I'm like not even giving you question time. Um, there's a, like there was like a Dell close, close quote that like was stuck, stuck in my head and mm-hmm. I was trying to like find it. And I happened to like find a whole book on like the Herald, which was awesome. It was like a, a dissertation some dude wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like about like, the Herald is the best thing ever. And I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe if I'm burned out and I can't write, maybe I should try improv. So that's sure. when I started doing that. So you, so you go, you, you go through the Fit program. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- who were your teachers? So I had Tara Demi okay. first, and she taught like the first workshop I did, and it was like, oh fuck like this i is i actually just did an improv in, uh, an intro to improv Terra demi because <laughs> i'm kind of i want to do like i want to go through the improv well at least yeah. i don't know if i want to do all the way through but i'm kind of uh auditioning my teacher okay by yeah. going through those free oh, yeah. workshops uh, i mean she's, <laughs> she's a great teacher and like it was a really great class yeah. like uh and like i don't know like for me it was just kind of like oh this is like totally like what i need like you know we we're doing like the weird moves mm-hmm. you know like the silly games this like weird sounds i was like very anxious and like uh the whole time and I, you know i still am uh but it was just like it was like perfect and i was like okay i'm like 100 percent taking this class signing up for it like as soon as i can taking mm-hmm. the next one immediately uh it was great uh and so then yeah, i just go so then i had just snow for 201 which i took like immediately after i signed mm-hmm. up for like that like the third week of you know 101 or something uh and then steve klein had there twice uh for 301 and 401 okay and so i just like ran through them all as like fast as you can and then uh i haven't that's not true and then i've done since then like one uh like a deconstruction class mm-hmm. which with mike mcfarland which was also like awesome i'd love to do more um now like love improv <laughs> <laughs> so you and i we've worked together before yep I was in 301, and I happened to go see the Iron Sketch finale. I thought it was so cool. With that was uh, Krampus and Swedish. Yeah. So, uh, so which I was a really 
good show. Yeah. It was a really tight. It was a really close one. Swedish won, and Swedish won correctly. Yeah. yeah. Rightfully. Cr- correctly. Cr- although. But Krampus had a really tight Krampus set. was great. I did vote for Krampus. <gasps> I know. I know. I know. I voted. Like, people really like Swedish. Swedish is really good. That's true. But, like, I just happened, like, the sketches that were in the Krampus set uh, really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, like, Rob Beliziani is, like, one of my favorites, mm-hmm. like, uh, to just, like, watch. So it was just kind of, like, there's no no way I was going to vote for them. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's, like, the whole thing was great. And then, like, towards the end, Brian was, like, oh, by the way, if you want to do this, you can sign up for it. And I was, like, okay. I guess I'm going to, I guess I'm going to sign up for this. Like, yeah. I'm not on a team or anything. Like, this seems really cool. So I signed up for it. And then, like, uh, it just kind of happened that, like, the, there, there a was a, a push that, like there was like a month that was skipped and like, there was a month that was skipped and then all the, yeah all the people that immediately signed up were pushed back into like july or august yep, yep. and so, so we all did it and they should really bring iron sketch back because like i i listened to the episode uh, i listened to a few episodes of this podcast and like it's pretty remarkable how many people like got their start it, doing sketch around here it's a it's a really it. fun concept where, where you can meet people and try and it's I, I agree. I've I've been a fan of Iron Sketch. I know people disagreed with the competition yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. But grow up, everything's a competition. Yeah. Like And it doesn't matter. There's like winners and losers with everything. We and you know, we lost, as we said <laughs> earlier. We lost, but our piece was really funny. Like we wrote uh, like a bunch of really good sketches. One of my favorite pieces I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Yeah. Top to bottom, I think it's the tightest that I've ever done. Yeah, it was really cool. I've ever been a part of. I don't yeah. want to say ever done. We had we had we had one sketch played from two different angles, like uh, like the two and the four spots. We Which had, like, what really started as a as a really horrible racist sketch. It's true. And, and we, we fixed we, it. And we fixed it. And I think it went really well. Or at least how we did it was really well. I don't remember the reaction being as good as I hoped it would be, but Okay. I remember it being pretty good, but I was in the middle of it. I and, was and yeah. It was such a blur. It was, it was a super blur. It was yeah, because doing sketch comedy with a time limit and a ticking clock behind you. Yep. Yep. Like our energy was so high, was so like Yeah. It was like a, it was like a race. Like and, and you know, because we were changing, doing props, changing, you know, getting into it and then like a, a few of them were all very physical and it was just the three of us like yep. it was the four of us you know you me sarah niddle kurt radio our mentor yep. and for the most part all the sketches either had three or four of us in one way or another like yeah which again is not something i'm used to because i'm a big fan of having that one or two sketches in the middle of the show of just one or two people so that the others can get ready and yeah it, yeah. was, it was a blur. It was a, it was a really blur. Yeah, night, I remember like changing my pants. A then, lot of fun. And then like doing a prop. Thing, yeah. And then like changing my shirt. Like, yeah. In between, it was, like. So okay, so that was the first experience you ever had with sketch mm-hmm. comedy. Mm-hmm. What else have you? You're currently on the house team, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about. What else have Before you done in that time period? Yeah. Like, so uh, so I was on this. Uh, so as that was going on, like I was also on an indie team, which doesn't exist anymore. Ooh, so sad uh called kevin uh we were we were a good team we were a team of good people but we could not like get like our brains to like really all be okay. on the same page it wasn't a team it was yeah yeah it, like, we, the, okay. yeah like uh, you know uh, you know like really funny people there's this guy sean uh who is flegal who has moved and he he was my two-on-one and like he is like hilarious like there's just his demeanor and persona is just kind of like like everything he says is either extremely funny or extremely fucked up. I mean, like you know, like he just has like no filter. He'll say like some of the worst stuff. Uh, but like when he's funny, he's very funny. Um, so shout out to Sean, I guess. But like we also <laughs> had like 
uh, Randy Wells also she's on a house team mm-hmm. now and she's like so funny she was in like 301 and Emma Needleman who I mm-hmm. work with now uh, we have like a sketch duo that's uh, that's like been a lot of fun and we just kind of like work on stuff so Kevin was great uh, and then our coach was Casey Hogan and so okay. K- Casey does brought to you by and so kind of as like as I guess as, I, as Iron Sketch like wound down um, I guess brought to you by was kind of like starting up and and so I think in the middle we did like the launchpad thing, which is another like great program. Mm-hmm. But that one still exists, so I don't need to plug it. Like you know about <laughs> it. Um, so we did launchpad. This is a sketch comedy podcast, not an improv. Uh, sh- okay, yeah. So guys, if you're just, <laughs> no, I'm not, not going to do that. I Google it. Um, so so like as like we did launchpad, that was cool. And then like somewhere in the middle of that, like uh, oh Chris Hodge, oh, fuck. I, there's a lot of good people <laughs> on it. Like Chris Hodge uh, was also on Kevin. He was on like five teams though, so like, mm-hmm. but I think he liked us. Um, he he and I started writing for for Brought to You By. So okay. he and I and then Drew Clemens kind of came in and Julia Hudson. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all kind of started just like kind of throwing in extra sketch sketch yeah sketches to the kind of like they would like come up with a topic once a month. That would be like kind of the sponsor, kind of the general like angle, and then we would come up with like, examples of it as sketch forms. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. We did that for like five or six months um and then lately i've been doing this uh sketch duo which we've only had two performances but because i saw you guys had done um i think a keem show that i wasn't able to get to yeah i think yeah that was our first show so that was cool and we we did like a, a someone who's like trying to not stay in the charlie manson cult like a few weeks before they you know really uh go crazy yeah okay um and so you you've got the sketch duo is yep. that you're going to continue with yeah you know yeah. when you can but now you've also been cast as one, cast assigned um whatever the verb is mm-hmm. uh as one of the writers yeah on the new fit house team yeah. code name athena code name athena real name to be picked out yeah hasn't been picked yet hasn't been p- picked yet what no. are you guys doing we have a list of uh, eighty-seven. Eighty-seven, and we're we're in the middle of voting. So, guys, like, I don't know when this is getting released, but it's being taped during the convention, day two of the <laughs> Democratic <laughs> convention, that is. And uh, yeah, we we are voting. We have a lot of names. It's gonna get. Like, it's gonna be like two rounds. You know, we'll have we'll it, would, it, it has to be like eighty-six rounds because there's eighty-seven names. Well, they're not all like great, and it, it, you know, like it, it's kind of like I think the last one I put in. Uh, was Cheesecake Factory, so like that's not going to get picked. That's uh, a, that's a legal I issue waiting to happen. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so now you're one of the ri- you're not one of the performers. You're for the most part you're one of the because ri- they've announced yeah, a cast. That's true. Yeah. And so you might you know it might be in something here or there. I think we'll be yeah like supporting. Yeah, yeah but uh, yeah. you're one of I think six or seven writers. Mm-hmm. Seven I've writers. had Jolie on already. Yep. yep. She's briefly talked about the process yep. of. Yeah, Athena. that's right. I listened to it and now. That was like a month ago, so I can like <laughs> tell you how it's working, and it's working. I'd say. Um, yeah, because yeah, I was very skeptical about the idea of pitching to the room and mm-hmm. someone else writing your pitch. Yeah, so yeah, so I think I think it's working. Like I know that. I, so for a refresher, for those of you who haven't listened to Jolie's, <laughs> go back listen to Jolie's, or just take this. So basically, I think Josh, your position was that uh, it could, I, I it could degenerate. I don't know how comfortable I would be someone else writing my idea. Yeah. I, and I think Jolie said, like, it's kind of nice if you have the, no, oh, this is like kind of a good idea, but like, I don't really know what to do with it. And I think that that's And true. I think I've come off to that point where like, yeah, if I, if I have an idea and I can't figure it out. Yeah. Give it to someone else to figure. Yeah. 
Yeah, so like I feel like it's been working, and we've we've had a few handoffs, and actually, um, with Emma and I, like too, we kind of do the same thing, where like we kind of like as we get to like a certain point, you know, like read it together, and like it's been the handed off. So like mm-hmm. I think uh, there's like a, we haven't done a lot on Athena yet, but I, I think we will as as we kind of do things more. Mm-hmm. But you know, like between the second and the third draft, first, yeah. like someone else like picks it up and, and so takes a pass at it. So Brian Rumble is the director who I had with. He was my in my sketch one hundred and one, okay. and that was the yep. first time he's ever done sketch. Oh wow! Okay, because yep. when I, I actually full disclosure, I asked him to be a guest on this podcast, but he couldn't do it because okay. of time. Yep. yep. And he's like, I can get you involved with someone else. I was like, Well, I know Dan, so I'm going to go with Dan. Okay. Yeah. And take it full disclosure. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, and I'll hopefully he here. says yes too because yeah. I don't know anyone else. I I think no, well, there's other people I know I can figure out, but um. So yeah, Athena debuts mm. very soon. I don't actually know when this is going up, so yeah, I'm just going to speak in generalities. Yeah, um, the last two weeks of August. Tuesday, ha, like, Thursday. are you excited for Athena? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Like, uh, like the first day we brought in scripts and like they're funny. We were all like laughing at like the pieces people had. Uh, the pitches were funny, and then like since then, like we've just like brought in like good things. Mm-hmm. Been laughing a lot. Like we feel like we have like a surplus of material. I kind of. Uh, you, we have great opening acts, like uh, guys. I'm you, just, I'm yeah, a hard you sell. guys are like it is. I'm, I'm a hard sell it. it oh, you don't have to hard sell it because <laughs> when I saw the opening acts of amazing, incredible, shrinking Mac and Jackie the yep. one week, yep, and then the Prince the following week, yep. like I'm not gonna lie, you guys are gonna have to bring your A game. Yeah, well, honestly, I wish we could have the whole hour. Like, like uh, you know, like I know this is like uh, probably like verboten or something, and I'm like naively saying that, but like I kind of do. But I think it's going to be really cool. The whole thing's going to be good. But we're just in a position where I feel like we have, like, a lot of sketches. And, like, they're not all going to make it. Yeah. Uh, just because, like, just because of, like, the constraints of time. Which is, like, is, yes, good for the audience. Because they'll get to see, like, the Incredible Shrinking Matt and Jackie, who are very good. The Prince, like. Is very good. They're very good as well. And, like, honestly, like, there's a theme show sketch that I, I really hope they do. Because it's so funny. Uh, I hope they do it, guys. Well, um, your house team. Yeah. Do, do the fit shows yeah do so the theme show it's gonna be good it's gonna be good um but like yeah it's just kind of like i know that there's gonna be like a- afterwards it's gonna be like almost like a whole shows of like worth of like other material that just like, it's gonna it's never gonna be seen guys it's <laughs> like you aren't gonna have to laugh at it and that's just really sad <laughs> so we totally skipped over my normal stuff of because we were talking so much about stuff that we've done and then me freaking out that the battery died yeah uh, so what got you into comedy? What were you watching as a kid? Yeah, so, uh, you know, this is also something I've thought about quite a bit, uh, <laughs> since I knew that was going to be on it. Um, like, tons of I stuff. I love when my guests do homework. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. Like, guys, like, I imagine that I'm talking to a podcast host, like, just <laughs> all the time. Uh, just, like, in the course of daily life. I've been, I've been getting ready for this for years. Um, so, yeah, like, I watched, like, a, I watched everything, you know, I mean, we, we didn't have cable when we were really little, so, like, it wasn't a ton of stuff, but, like, you know, I, I liked Wayne's World, I liked, um, Wayne's World was big for me It was a great up. movie, right? it's so funny, like, I really loved, like, Wayne's World was one of the earliest times where I saw, like, some of that, like, kind of weird meta stuff, like, where, yeah. like, you know, like, uh, Stan Mikita starts talking to the, the camera and does a monologue, yeah. and then, like, Garth comes, like, no, like, that's not, you don't get to do that, like, that's, <laughs> that's just my for thing. us, yeah. I thought that was, I thought that kind of stuff was so funny. Um, and actually, I really, lo- I really love Dana Carvey. Um, mm-hmm. 
like he had that stand-up special that they used to play on Comedy Central like all the time. And I remember like uh, it was it was a really funny one. Uh, and I remember, like, <laughs> like me and my brothers were, like, in a blockbuster in New York, Delaware, like, kind of, like, running around the blockbuster, like, yelling, like, we're, we're framing OJ, we're framing OJ. And, yeah, like, what? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's really weird. Uh, I, yeah, it, like, and, you know, probably the race aspects of that, like, don't really work out. Yeah, you're two children. Good. It's awful. Uh, yep, yep. So, I mean, we were weird kids. Uh, we were all goofballs. So, okay, so Wayne's World, like... When did you discover Saturday Night Live? When did you get yeah? So like we got we got or whatever sketch comedy you were watching. Yeah. So uh, so I definitely was primarily a sitcom person. Um, so I still I like which ones were you? Um, so when you know I was a little kid, like totally The Simpsons was great, right? Okay. That during that era, and then oh, and Rocco was also like uh, I loved Rocco's Modern, Modern Life. Life. Okay. Yeah. Like and my favorite episode of that one was the. Uh, the wacky deli which was like just like not even rocco it wasn't like a normal cartoon mm-hmm. it was kind of like like a they meet a crazy animator character in that world and he shows his like his masterpiece and his masterpiece is just this like absurd nonsense okay. it's like it's just super super weird um love that love rocco uh, so saturday live we got in middle school like we got cable so we kind of got hooked in and then i i got home earlier than everybody else and they would play like old so you were watching the comedy central ones yeah yep yep probably similar age so same same era right so it's like all the all the old 80s stuff like uh you know which i did not understand right like i didn't i I mean i get it now you know guys i get it now but like some of the stuff like the like uh i think Eddie Murphy was playing Buckwheat as an adult, right? And, like, as a kid, I was kind of... I knew who Buckwheat was, and, like, I was kind of like, yeah, this is kind of funny. I don't, I don't get it, but, yeah, this is kind of <laughs> funny. Um, yeah, it was, like, a lot that I didn't get, but it was cool. Um, so who would have been your favorite? Like, do you have a favorite cast? Like, you have a favorite cast member, because yeah. I'm going to make answer the question anyway, but, like, yeah. Wh- yeah. who would be your favorite Saturday Live cast member? Yeah. So I knew you were going to ask that question, so yeah. I even came up with That's a, why yeah, you have to answer a, it. A, 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 you know, and... and my answer, I would say, honestly, because I like people that are kind of underrated more than, like, the really big ones, Tim Meadows. Tim, Tim Meadows. Tim is great. That dude is, like, y- like whenever he shows up, because he's, he's, like, he's not a big big name anymore you you are definitely you're definitely the first person to talk about it but i am i'm on board i can i can agree with that because first off like he was on the cast for the longest time for a while yep um daryl hammondson's overpassed and i think keenan's getting close too yeah yeah i'm but sure he was on the show for about 10 years yep those first couple years he didn't do much because yep. the, the, the cast was so bloated but at the same time like as i start watching as i start watching Saturday Night live he was the veteran voice you know, he did, uh, you know, the ladies' man. Like, he was creating more characters. Yeah. O.J. Simpson. Yeah. Had, you know, with when all of that was happening. That like, yep. it's a perfectly respectable fine answer. Yeah, he, he can play. He can do, like, like just super normal roles if he has to. Or he can do, like, super absurd. Like, he has, yeah. like, a lot of range. And just whenever he's in, like, a tiny role, like Mean Girls. He's in Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. And he I, I think, personally, he steals the scenes in Mean Girls. I wish they... Did like a spinoff, <laughs> of just the principal. Yeah, yeah, like and his life, because like I would, I would love that movie. He, I, write um, it. I know he's he's like transitioned into stand up more and more. Oh, you know, I should check that out. because uh, he, uh, his Twitter handle is now the whatever the ladies' man's character name was. 
I know I follow him, but okay. I can't remember off the top okay. of my head. Leon. Okay. Leon something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Leon Potts. But like, yeah. It, it's on it's on Twitter somewhere. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But he, like he and he he's interesting because he was um, if I remember my history correctly, he was at Second City with Farley. Like, I think that. Is and right. I think Farley was the one that was like, uh, "You need to get him too." Like, yeah. You already have me. But then they never did anything together, like when they were on the like. Yeah, it's, I I don't really remember that era too well, so I, like, uh, yeah, but I I don't remember. I, I don't. I think breakout sketch. I think for whatever reason, Tim Meadows was on the show for like four years before he really broke out. Like, yeah, I I, it was it was it was so heavy, like you just said. Yeah, it, like it was like too many. people. Yeah, because that, that early nineties, there was like fifteen people on the cast, and that's yeah, like and, seven yeah. too many. Um. So okay. So. Tim, oh, Tim Meadows. That's a nice one. I like that. Um, <laughs> uh, so, wh- like, what are you watching now? What are you into now? So, so these days, so like, uh, I've been in, like on a huge kind of like trying to figure out comedy like kick for like a long time, right? Since I started doing improv, okay. like I was kind of like, you know, I'd have a scene that would like go badly, and I was like, why didn't that work? Or a scene that went well, I was like, what the hell is going on? Uh, was, you know, so I really wanted to figure out, like, you know, like UCB game. And I haven't taken the classes. I should, but it's it's hard to make it's time. It's New but York. It's far. S- yeah. So, but so I've been like watching, like, tons. I've watched like just about every like, uh, like fuck that shit. Uh, so fuck that shit is an indie team in New York, and they do like these cage match shows. So, okay. so like, you can see the UCB cage match. They tape it. And they put it up on YouTube, and so you can like cage matches like versus but like kind of you know whoever gets knocked out mm-hmm. is gone and then the next person stays in king of the hill there we go it's like that um so like and they are all like incredible improvisers like they are like it's an improv team they're an improv team okay. they do great 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 improv so like i watch fuck that shit i love fuck that shit i'm gonna say fuck that shit <laughs> one more time <laughs> i'm gonna have to put an explicit tag on fuck that shit <laughs> uh, and sorry. i don't know how to yeah <laughs> They're, they're great um and so and then i really love will hines and so will hines is a teacher and improviser out of ucb okay and so he's from I'm new sure, york i'm sure i've heard that i've heard the name but i i don't know any, like anything yeah. about him since. i'd say look him up uh so he, he has a good blog and like he has like kind of a lot of kind of like how to get good at game type mm-hmm. things but like he's just funny he's just naturally very funny and so like he hosted a podcast for a while and so he talked to all the improvisers and then he did a show a two-man show with neil casey neil casey i've i've heard that name yeah the villain from ghostbusters and the new ghostbusters which uh, i haven't seen yet oh it's a good movie it's good it's okay. yeah it's good uh he's so he's the villain in the new ghostbusters for mm-hmm. a little bit for his bi- yeah no spoilers um they did a two-man show which was just like incredible like uh it was like 45 minutes uh just the two of them kind of like these really like long like five to eight minute scenes where like they're both like really into these like characters who are kind of like really focused on like like mundane details that like mm-hmm. ordinary people wouldn't care about that but they give like a huge huge shit about and so it's a good show small men uh it's awesome <laughs> uh so okay um we talked briefly about it at the beginning i think and i don't know when the recording stopped for the first half of the episode what got you into like why are you writing comedy what it, what like what's your drive to perform comedy yeah i i definitely i love to make people laugh uh it it's just always been kind of like rewarding uh you know like i had funny uncles um mm-hmm. and funny brothers and and uh and you know just in high school i was kind of a, a, a doofus and you know it's just kind of like at like 
when I was in high school, I discovered that I could kind of like like ape like uh, Will Ferrell, and like mm-hmm. people would be like think that was funny, and so I was like, okay, well I, I can do that, and so I just liked making people laugh. That was like definitely that's just part of my nature. Uh, and then I think so there's that, and then also like I really like how like with like comedy like like it was it's hard for me for a long time to like like figure out how to express my opinion because like if if somebody comes at you with their opinion and like you disagree with it you're just gonna be like i don't give a crap because i already disagree with you stop talking to me Mm -hmm. and they kind of shut down uh and so like a lot of like op-eds a lot of like articles you know people are like rooting around for the bias and once they find it they're kind of like okay this is done um but what I like about the comedy, like, you know, the, the Daily Show was, like, huge when I was in college, right? I mean, like, it was, like, it's a way to be persuasive, right? If, like, if you can, like, if you can make somebody laugh, you can kind of, like, get them on your side a little bit. Yeah. And, like, I think that's really cool um, to, like, be able to kind of, like, yeah, like, state your opinion without stating your opinion and also, like, be funny about it. That's, like, pretty amazing. And, like, in order to do that, you kind of have to, like, have kind of figured out how the world works and mm-hmm. like know how the world works. And I think that's really cool too. Cause I don't feel like I know how the world works and I mm-hmm. want to know. And so it's like, Oh, I'm going to have to figure out how the world works and then explain it in a way that people will find interesting enough that they'll want to keep listening. And by the end, they'll laugh at it. Like that's really cool. And that's kind of my, and so you're trying to change the world through uh, comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Altruistically, <laughs> man, definitely, definitely. I won't lie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But for selfish reasons, right? So that, that way I feel safe and I can just, like, you know, go to bed and, like, feel good about myself. Um, all right. So Athena debuts in yeah, yeah. whatever amount of time. A couple, a couple when weeks. I, when I decide to put this up. Yep. Uh, it's going to be good, guys. We have good writers. I was about to say, you don't have any like anything locked for the show yet, do you? Nope. Uh, we just know who's going to act in it and yeah. vaguely what sketches they will be. Like, uh, so, yeah. like, the, you, you boil it down to, like... 10 yeah like 15 okay yeah all right that's fine um because you guys got to get to work on that because yep we're getting close yep well yeah so we start rehearsing very soon we're gonna pick out a name you can um like you know edit it in or something for some reason i think the name should be the most important thing. yeah <laughs> I, I always want things to be named before i start <laughs> working on it well that's just our, uh, that's one of our differences and that's just me whatever that's, yeah i don't um, need it so yeah so code name athena and Two, three, four weeks. Whenever, mm-hmm. yep. probably two. Yeah, G- and get get all the people. Get get like get everybody. All the other writers in in here. People have said no. Like, uh, well, they're busy. We've talked about this. That's right. That's right. Okay. Rehearsals and yeah. All right. I'll, I'll indie teams. I'll put some. I'll put some pressure on indie them. shows. Because I want. I want to hear their first sketches. All right. So That's I'm right. gonna hit stop. Right. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm. Thank you. A little fact-checking, and I know because you were all yelling at your Zooms while you listened. In Wayne's World, the character's name was was not Stan Makita. That was the name of the restaurant. Ed O'Neill's character was Glenn. Dan McClory's work can be seen next as Codename Athena debuts over two weeks. August 18th, 19th, 25th, and 26th. All shows are 9 p.m. at Philly Improv Theater. Tickets are available at fitcomedy.com. On the 18th and 19th, the incredible shrinking Matt and Jackie shares the bill. And on the 25th and 26th, the Prince share the bill. And before that, don't forget, Sports John. This is Sketch Center. It is this Thursday and Friday, August 11th and 12th at the Philly Improv Theater at 9 p.m.
Tickets available at fitcomedy.com. My First Sketch is a Philly Sketch Fest production. You can find out more information at phillysketchfest.com or on Twitter at phlsketchfest. Also, for more information about comedy in Philly, head to woodercooler.com. The music on this episode is by the band Nono, which you can check out at nonoband.bandcamp.com. Like my first sketch on Facebook and keep up with who I'll be talking to and future live shows. This is Josh Hyam. Thanks for listening. Now go see some comedy.